and welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. Hello and uh, welcome to today's live on uh, Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on YouTube as well. So uh, how is everyone today? My name is Pete Rushman. I'm the founder of Flagship Partners. We are a training and consultancy business that helps support fleet operators stay compliant. There's lots of other things we do, but one of that is one of them. And today I'm here specifically to talk about driver CPC training and what it takes, what does it take to be a driver CPC trainer? It's something that I've been doing for a number of years now, and I'm sure there's people who have been out there doing it for for many, 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 many years, and um, I'm sure they're very experienced too. So it'd be fantastic to hear from people in the comments if they've ever delivered CPC training, what's their experience, how do they find it, um, what's their background, how did they how did they do that, and join the conversation today. But the key thing, hopefully you're here because you're interested. Maybe you want to deliver more training. Maybe you want to deliver driver CPC training. You want to know sort of what it takes, what it involves. And this video is going to be just, just for you, really. So um, I first started out delivering driver CPC back in 2018, not long after I'd founded the flagship business. And my first experience, I delivered training to uh, three guys at a upstairs in a pub in Yaxley, uh, Carberry Pub in Yaxley near Peterborough. Some of you may know it. Um, but yeah, and it was only three people. And um, it was tricky. I got audited. I, it was Jout at the time. Jout no longer exists. Uh, but I got audited by Jout and I was very, very nervous. I was a bit anxious and didn't really know what to expect. Uh, so those that have done driver CPC training, it can be quite nerve wracking. Um, but uh, it's really important that we help people prepare effectively to be able to deliver uh, driver CPC. But there's three key things. If you were to speak to uh, formerly Jout and, and now DVSA, if you were to speak to them, there's three key things that they look for for a driver CPC trainer. And you can find some guidance online if you were to look at the Jout website. There is there is a guidance document there around some of the things that they look for uh, from a driver CPC trainer. And the first thing, the first of the three things they look for is training skills. Okay, so um, first of all, are, are you qualified to train? Um, now, from a driver CPC point of view, and different courses have different expectations, best practice and recommended practice for me, and it's part of, it's on the guidance there, is to get an AET level three, which is what's called an award in education and training level three. There are a couple of options available out there and it's worth having a look online. It's not something that flagship offer, but that is a suggested training course. It's very, very useful for people who want to go into uh, education and training, particularly for adults. Now, the course can be actually a bit dry, but it talks about learning styles. It talks about um, different ways to get people to engage. It talks about icebreakers and different things that you'll have seen great trainers do. But what I would say is if you've ever been on any training course, think about the things that the great trainers have done and um, you can start to emulate those things. And obviously, if you've had a bad experience training before, then it's good to make sure that we don't follow follow those things. But the key thing is to look for training skills. Now, you can have the AET level three. That's a, that's a great route to go. It's not a mandatory requirement. Um, 
you can do a train the trainer course. Uh, one of the things Flagship Partners has been offering recently is the Driver CPC Consortium with a train the trainer course. And what we do is we prepare people specifically to be able to deliver driver CPC training. And that is a specific driver CPC train the trainer course. And I know there's numerous other businesses out there that will offer a similar alternative training course. But it's really, really important to have training skills. And I do believe that they will accept um, people's experience. You know, people have been training for a long time. Um, the uh, the entry level is potentially not as high as what we'd, we'd like it to be for driver CPC. So it's really important we drive engagement. And in the spirit of CPD, I really do recommend that people do as a minimum a train the trainer course. Um, and if you were interested, I'd be happy to have a chat with you about that. Now, training skills isn't just learned by sitting and listening. Training skills are learned by delivering. It's a little bit like learning to drive a car. Um, you learn once you're in the saddle and you are uh, and you're cracking on um, and and doing the role because you'll learn you you'll learn as you go. You'll get asked questions. You'll maybe have a bad experience or some challenging feedback, and you have to adjust as you go. Um, so one of the things that I think is really important for a good quality trainer is to have really high levels of emotional intelligence and to have a lot of empathy for, for their learners as well. Um, uh, one of the best trainers that I've ever worked with is, is Maggie, my partner and business partner. She's a fantastic first aid trainer. And one of the things that she does really, really, really well as part of her training skills is she makes people feel really comfortable when they first come into a class. And the reason she does that, she hasn't been trained by anyone to do that. That's something she does as a person. And the reason she does that as a person is because she knows that in the past she's been on training courses and sometimes it can feel a bit awkward. It can feel uncomfortable. So she makes a real point of making sure that people feel really comfortable with their environment. They feel really comfortable with the people that are around and uh, to make sure that she drives engagement through the training session. She's really great at doing that. So training skills are really really important as well as being able to make people feel comfortable training skills is about being able to explain things uh coherently effectively and articulate you know articulate things in a meaningful way and people learn in lots of different ways so for example some people will learn by doing things some people will learn by watching some people will learn by listening and it's important when you deliver training that you are able to accommodate all of those different learning styles for people and it's something that we look for for our consortium members to make sure that they can demonstrate those skills as well as being able to answer questions effectively and um, you know that is you know that is the core sort of training skills is being able to really engage people and get them interested so absolutely vital skills for training that's that's numero uno so potentially based on that you know if you can talk to a room full of people and you cannot waffle on and um, i'm sure there's people listening and going well i've been on driver secrecy training and i have too where people have just waffled on but the more engaging you can make it asking great questions of the audience it's a really great training skill being able to ask great questions being able to structure a training session well and being able to create activities you know make make training interactive Hello, it's Sharni from Flagship Partners. We are really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. If you need expert advice or training for your fleet business, make Flagship Partners your first choice. We are really excited to announce the launch of our Transport Manager Academy with expert development for fleet leaders, 
we offer fully accredited initial transport manager CPC training, CPC refresher and operator license awareness training, as well as mentoring, support and professional development beyond the qualification. Our vision is to develop elite fleet professionals. Using different resources, using different skill sets, that's really important. And the other thing is setting boundaries as well. Being able to control a, a training environment um, is a really, really vital skill, um, which is something that, that we can train and, and is covered as part of our Train the Trainer course as well, including presentation skills and speaking to people. When I first decided to go training, one of the things that I did was I joined a, um, a Toastmasters group. And I learned to do, uh, I, I did speaking through Toastmasters and I learned a lot about ums and ahs and I learned about how to do what's called table topics. So you'd have to get up for two minutes and just talk about something totally random, totally unprepared. And there's lots of things out there that can help support that um, and to help support the training skills, practicing public speaking, those kinds of things. Um, and the thing is, is the things to remember with training skills is actually it takes a different skill set training in person um, and understanding the energy you bring as a trainer, understanding um, how you utilize that and then going to training online, um, you have to bring a different type of energy. You have to utilize um, you know, your, your hands and the way you speak and eye contact and um, how, you, how you verbalize things in a different way as well to help uh, people to understand what it is you're talking about. So anyway, that's training skills. That's the first thing that you'd need and what it takes to be a driver CPC trainer. The second of the three things is having subject matter knowledge. So um, when we send driver CPC training courses to the DVSA for approval, one of the things they ask is what are the prerequisites um, or the prerequisite knowledge that a trainer would need to be able to deliver that course? And, and the, 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 the reality is, is it, it varies depending on the course. Um, so a good, a good starting point is obviously driving experience. So if someone's got driving experience, that's great. They're going to have some subject matter knowledge. If, for example, you were going to deliver training on um, how to do uh, walk-around checks and how to defect yeah. things and what to look for for mechanical issues and those kinds of things, then the the it'd be great if you were, you know, if you'd got a background as a mechanic or as a vehicle fitter or something like that would be great too. But also if you'd been a driver for a period of time and you've done walk-around checks previously, Again, that would class as some subject matter knowledge. A really useful qualification for driver CPC trainers to have would be their operator, being operator CPC holders. So being a transport manager, a qualified transport manager. That is a really great qualification for a wide range of the different syllabus areas for driver CPC. And if you were interested in the broad range of driver CPC syllabus areas, that again is also available online. Um, there is a wide range of areas that can potentially be discussed. And what the um, what we look for is uh, subject matter knowledge that relates to um, the course that's being trained. So for example, if um, someone's going to be training driver hours, it'd be great if they had a, a, a lengthy experience of driving, using hours, being able to demonstrate roles where they'd, they'd utilize that, or potentially as a transport manager where they've had to manage drivers uh, with their driving hours, they've had to analyze tachograph data, that kind of stuff is all gonna be very useful subject matter knowledge. Yeah. 
So um, one of the things we'd look for, for example, with dangerous goods is has someone got, um, you know, if there's a course on dangerous goods, have they got the relevant experience for that? Um, in, for example, for first aid training, to, do, to yeah. deliver first aid training, you need to have a relevant first aid at work qualification and an AET as well. Um, so subject matter knowledge is, is a requirement. I'm trying to think of some of the other courses on the hoof um, that, that we deliver, um, you know, particularly things like O license awareness or protecting the O license, those kinds of things. It'd be great if you've been a transport manager. That would be the kind of subject matter knowledge that yeah. you would need. Um, you know, talking about safe loading, uh, and those kinds of things, you need to have a good understanding of what the guidance is from the DVSA around safe loading. Um, same with vehicle checks. I did discuss that before. Mental health training, for example, it'd be good for you to have a mental health instructor's qualification or a relevant train the trainer. I'm just going to go and shut my door because the dog is barking. So one moment. Hopefully, hopefully that will have improved. So apologies for that. Um, but there we go. They say not to work with children or animals. And here I am with the dog in the garden. Uh, it's quite warm today. So I had the door open, but I won't sweat too much now um, because we're, we're coming towards the end of the session anyway. So the second area is subject matter knowledge. And if you want to look specifically at that, it is part of the guidance. So have a look at what the suggested subject matter knowledge requirements are, um, is a recommendation. Uh, the third thing is experience relevant to the course so that comes with the subject matter knowledge area so the second area is about qualifications and what qualifies you the third one is what experience do you have so talk about the experience that you have um, i would suggest that it's not a great idea to go drive a cpc training if you're a bit green in the industry um, before i went training you know i'd been in the industry for i think 14 15 years um, working around heavy goods vehicles, managing vehicle operations, um, you know, driving those kinds of things. So it's a very, um, you know, it's, it's very important to have a level of experience. Now, some people listen to that and go, oh, I don't think I've got the experience. But sometimes people will underestimate um, their, their experience. And one of the things that I find really interesting is the people who sometimes people will believe they'll be great trainers and they've got loads and loads of experience and those kinds of things. And actually, they may not be as good as that. Sometimes the people who really question themselves and whether they've got the relevant experience, sometimes they may make the best trainers. Um, because one of the things is, is if you if you struggle with something, it's a fantastic skill to be able to explain that to other people because you know that you struggled with it. So you knew the, the way you came to got to grips with it. So I think it's um, one of the things that really helped me over the years delivering driver cpc training particularly things like driver's hours for example is it's really helped consolidate my knowledge around the subject matter because i've had to be on the ball and i've had to have that expertise to be able to deliver it and the other beauty is is that you get asked some great questions sometimes and you need to be able to be on your toes to be able to answer those questions as well um, so experience relevant to the course you know, what course is it you're teaching? If it's driver's hours, do you have experience of using a tachograph? Do you have experience of doing manual entries? Do you have experience of running a transport operation and planning, for example, and dealing with drivers following infringements and analyzing tachographs would be the great experience for that. Have you got experience of doing walk around checks, managing a defect management process? 
those things are really really important when it comes to that as well so anyway i hope that that's been useful if you're thinking about being a driver cpc trainer and delivering your own cpc courses or applying to become a driver cpc trainer do get in touch with me um, i'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you around your experience and your your skill sets and, and what you're looking to do if you're interested in delivering your own driver cpc training as a business or if you're an operator looking to deliver driver cpc training again please do give me a shout we've got options available to either deliver CPC training for you or for you to join Flagship Partners as a consortium member as well, which may be a great opportunity for you too. So thank you very much for listening. I hope it's been useful. If you're interested at all, please do get in touch. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.